0: Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive,
1: able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane!
0: It's Superman-splaining with me, David Yoder, and my uninformed friend, Dennis St. John. So you know what, my mom's in the other room
1: right now, you know what she's watching on TV? Smallville
0: close superman and lois ah so, the
1: cw show
0: yeah which i think she's watched more of than i have at this point i kind of didn't keep up with that show i need to see if it's worth it
1: cool cool yeah i hear that bizarro is in it i haven't seen any of that yeah i don't uh,
0: there's like lex luther from another world I knew that from the beginning, and now, like, I guess he has, like, a teenage daughter that's, like, also staying with the Kents in Smallville or something, and it's just, like, everyone has, teenage kids, (laughs) and, like, it's just, like, I don't,
1: like, what is this show? Uh, I didn't know about the Lex thing at all. I assumed
0: Lex was in it, but... He's from an alternate world where Superman is, like, the Zack Snyder evil Superman that, like, (laughs) went on a killing rampage.
1: Oh. Is that Lex? I thought that was um, Steel. I thought that was John no, I Iron. think it's,
0: I think that's, well, maybe, I, I don't know. Like I said,
1: I've seen only a handful <laughs> of episodes. So. Anyway. Speaking of bizarro other world dimensions and stuff, I read a comic this week. What? But Yeah, that's right. I got enough points. So I read In a World Where Superman Meets Madman. It's called Superman, Madman, Hullabaloo. Is, you su- hear about it? is superman dead because that's where we left off with the last <laughs> let's take a break from superman's
0: death and okay he, he'll he'll still be dead but we'll get back to that in a bit
1: oh i guess <laughs> Just i should talk- say i'm david and so dennis you're taking over this time that's right i'm dennis st john and i'm going to superman explain to david yoder superman madman hullabaloo which was written and drawn by mike allred with colors by laura allred and was published in 97 by dark horse and dc comics well, you can try to
0: Superman explain to me, but I own this book as well and I've I we were talking before record that I we both have the individual issues as well as trade collections
1: and uh Yeah. That's right. And I read it off of a trade. I read it off of a different trade than yours. I read it off of the Dark Horse Comics, D C comics, Superman Big Collective. I didn't bust out my individual issues for some reason.
0: That's the same book that had the alien and Superman thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's got two Superman meets Aliens. It's got a Superman and Tarzan combo, where it's like, what if Superman grew up as Tarzan? (laughs) Okay. Which I haven't read that yet, and it's got this one. Nice. All right, are you ready to hear about it? Yeah, take the wheel. All right, so part one is called Man and Super Madman, and the super... The font of Super is comes from Superman's font, and then Madman's font comes from Madman, and it begins with a, a one page spread of Superman flying with a robot arm, and then it's just basically like ah, you know this guy, but like we already kind of get that Allred is drawing Superman in like a really classic pre pre crisis style. He's got the hair curl and everything, and yep. like picking it up this time, I think the thing that like really struck me because I th- always think of Mike Allred as a dude who. Figured out his style and has been consistent for, like, 30 years, right? But, like, looking at this versus, like, the new Superman art that he's doing that we've just seen, like, a couple images at this point from his, like, new Superman comic, you can really see, like, I mean, it's been, like, 25 years, so, of course, an artist has changed. But that struck me throughout this whole thing. I don't know if you I think, a chance to look at this. I think
0: the older artwork, he's a little bit chunkier with the brush lines, maybe, like, um, yeah, yeah. Just not as, yeah, but I mean, he's still, it still looks like his art for sure, but like, he's just really honed in on his own style in a good way. I think, you know, some artists will like push the the style in a way, like I really like Chris Pachalo or Baccalo, however you say his name, but like, he kind of pushed his art into extremes where like, I have trouble reading the, right. um, like, What's supposed to be happening on the page, you know? Just because he gets so detailed and is more interested about the flow of the, like having a million things happening on the page or something.
1: Yeah, I think Allred's gotten a lot more like his characters look thick, like more three D now than they used to. Like he verges into real cartoony territory here. But
0: and I also think like I've been reading the excellent series, the ecsta- Ecstatics like Return series that's out now, and he. I think he knows to, like, just dial it back to let his wife, Laura, the colorist, like, you know, do a lot of the art and not. I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Just to have her do some of the heavy lifting where, like, it's not, it, it just works really well. Like, they, they, they're they, such a good creative team.
1: Yeah. They've learned how to, like, really cooperate well. Yeah. And then so that's page one is, like, just Superman flying. And they're basically like, ah, oh, you know, everything you need to know about this guy and he's holding a robot arm and then page 2 then introduces us to the world of Madman uh Madman not madman. I'm going to have a hard time <laughs> not saying Madmen throughout this John
0: Hamm would make
1: a pretty good Madman though that that would be a, a fun he, he would yeah and it, you know it introduces us to Dr. Flem Frank's girlfriend Joe Dr. Gale who's in like the mummy suit Bonnie Mott from Hoople, Astro Man, and it also gives us, like, a cameo of Red Rocket 7. And we get to meet the mutant beadniks all in, like, two pages. And it gives us, like, basically Frank's origin. Yeah. I... Including, like, the setup of, of Frank Einstein being his name. Because he's a Frankenstein. I remember, like, when I first read this book. Because this, I think, was my first intro to Madman. And showing it to some of my friends and being like, And his name is Frank Einstein? <laughs> And like laughing and they're just being like ah, that's so stupid <laughs>
0: <laughs> well I, I i think this might have been my first introduction to madman as well i think i had seen like images like in wizard magazine but i hadn't read right because madman also like kind of like jumped around to a bunch of different publishers like self-published and like just different places black and white versus in color And, like, so the Superman-Madman crossover is probably the biggest exposure that, like, the character got as far as print run and stuff. So, yeah, he has to set up more, obviously, who Madman is than who Superman is. I I forgot that the source of the name, though, um, (laughs) Frank and Einstein, is because of...
1: Frank Sinatra and Albert Einstein. Yeah, was who who he was named after by the scientists who resurrected him because he was a Frank was a cadaver without a name that was resurrected, and he doesn't know much about his like life before being resurrected. Yeah, and that you know, so it sets up that Snap City where Frank lives is pretty weird. But they do it in this ironic way of there being like, there are no other superheroes in Snap City. Not, nothing out of the ordinary at all, really. Only a runaway robot now and again, the occasional experiment gone awry, or an in- infrequent interstellar visitor. So then we kind of jump into the, the story of, in Snap City, Dr. Flem, who is the scientist, one of the scientists who resurrected Frank, convinces him to take a ride on his experimental interdimensional rocket, after the formula for, like, dimensional travel magically appears in Frank in Flem's head, which is kind of suspicious. And at the same time, Superman has Dr. Hamilton's robot arm, and he's going to use it at Ham's request to scan an area of space that has been having a, a mysterious pulse coming from it. And pretty quickly, Great Scott, it's a body swap. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, two really great illustrations of them slamming into each other, and then their bodies getting swapped and, uh, yeah, Frank ends up in Superman's body and the other way around. But their costumes get redesigned and their powers get redistributed. The costumes, I, you can tell Allred just had a really great time and worked hard in redesigning two costumes. And he really kind of, in the art in the art world, we call this, like, Frankensteining. So it's just another, <laughs> like, <laughs> case of Frankensteining going on. I really like
0: how he split the face mask part so that Frank and... Superman's body has like the top half of the Madman mask and then Superman. And this is really confusing to talk about this way, uh, but (laughs) Superman and Madman's body has the lower half of the mask, but in the color choices, like in the
1: designs. Yeah. It's really, it's really good costume designs. Yeah. And we kind of quickly established that they have, power. they both have strength now, but Superman, or, Frank in Superman's body can't fly, but he can run super fast. And he runs to a gas station where a gas station attendant just like harasses him and is like, uh, You can go fight crime somewhere else. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and Superman in Frank's body is more like he immediately comes into contact with Dr. Flam and everybody. And he like, he reminds me of like a Starfleet officer making first contact where he's like, <laughs> I come in peace, but I need a full debriefing. Like, he's like all business whereas like frank is just like wow i'm so handsome like he's just having a good time that that's a great sequence i will say i did i reread the first part it's like a 3 issue
0: mini series i didn't i've kind of flipped through the other two just as a refresher but i like that like it's obvious that superman has just had a lot more adventures of this sort where like yeah it this is more like standard operation procedure for him and madman's like yeah, I and the it's really great when he says like I'm handsome thing, how it's broken up over the spread where I realize like it starts at the top left and goes to the bottom right, like his panels yeah. broken up across the Superman's panels.
1: Yeah, that's just good cartooning, man. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, his whole like reveal is just like, Oh great, I'm handsome. This is fun. Because he's used to being he... a corpse that has like stitches
0: and things <laughs> like he looks like Frankenstein's monster but, like, not quite. He looks like... Yeah,
1: and he he hides his face under a full mask because yeah. he's, like, so disturbed by his own appearance. Yeah, and then Frank gets to Metropolis, and he immediately puts on some cool shades that a street vendor is selling, and for, like, one panel, he looks a lot like Superboy. He's, uh-huh. like, in real Metropolis Kid style. The, the lenses immediately pop out, and suddenly he looks a lot like Clark Kent walking around in a Superman so- suit. <laughs> Which immediately draws Lois Lane's attention. <laughs> She's immediately like Clark, runs up and catches him. There's hassle with the street vendor. The thing that blew my mind is that the sunglasses—I mean, even from a street vendor and stuff—only cost five bucks. I'm like, man, the '90s. Well, I was this, is, say, this is, is like an inflation, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man, '90s prices. Meanwhile, in in Snap City, they all take Superman to Flem's hideout, and he, Superman's like, "Oh, a secret elevator." When they get to the cave, and he's like, I have a very good friend who lives, who spends a lot of time in a cave, you know? Yeah, Superman is totally like, oh, I get all this stuff. Mm-hmm. He's not really thrown by it. And then Frank, <laughs> then, the first thing he does, Lois is like, all right, fly me to this tall building. And he's like, so he grabs her and he tries. And, like, it's a good sequence, but Alred cannot miss an opportunity to draw some, like up the skirt shots and some like really really specifically the details of like what lois's lingerie are the hosiery
0: and the yeah the (laughs) the panties yeah um yeah i we're yeah we're just pointing it out but it's uh
1: but you know along with those details i really appreciate the details i posted one of the the drawings where lois is like climbing up his leg and it looks like a very like human drawing of like he's kind of catching her with his leg. And at the same time, the robot arm is grabbing on. Yeah. Like that's just like really good cartooning, you know? So I just appreciate that. And in snap city, Superman is telling the madman team that he's only got one eighth of his normal power level. So he thinks that he knows uh, that exact
0: amount. (laughs) Like he can just feel it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Superman knows. So he's like, your friend Frank must have like the lion's share of my powers. But Lois is Lois. Then tells a madman, That he only has less than half of Superman's powers. Uh, So we found out.
0: Where'd the rest of the powers go then, Dennis?
1: (laughs) At that exact moment, Steve Bushimi shows up straight out of Reservoir Dogs, shooting and looting. And he's got some Superman strength and invulnerability. He gets hit by a car, he's not affected by it.
0: He's directly (laughs) lifted from, like, pulling the heist in Reservoir Dogs and, like, leaving the scene of the crime there. And instead of going back to the, like, the whatever. Yeah, place with the, tim roth like he's like he's doing this <laughs> superman adventure it's 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 awesome but it's also like jarring that like he's such a prominent role like flipping <laughs> through like how often he's in the in the comic
1: yeah it's so clearly steve washibe which is great but it is like you know when, it, when it's like one very recognizable actor being drawn and then like you know superman and frank are not as specifically drawn because that's not how they like are right <laughs> So but yeah, they super fight. Bashimi totally gets the best of him when is about to like deliver like an executioner style shot on his head when we have a cliffhanger. And then we jump into part two. Hot dang yin yang. And before Mr. Pink can get his shot, he gets blasted by a sci-fi ray. And who is it? It's Dan Turpin and the SCU with Dr. Hamilton. So they all fight. It's Lois who delivers the final blow, knocking Steve Bashimi out, as she do. Uh, Does she
0: use the metal arm to hit him?
1: Yeah, yeah. she clobbers him with the metal arm. And then Ham gets his arm back. And, you know, before they can settle into what what all is going on, a building starts to run away. Uh, <laughs> a building, the big Metropolis skyscraper grows legs and runs off. You know, like in most Superman comics. <laughs> yeah. In Snap City, Superman is doing his part to be, like, the thing to Dr. Flem's Mr. Fantastic and is just, like hauling the giant machinery (laughs) that's a good call yeah yeah (laughs) that's being used to they're rebuilding the dimension they're building a new dimensional jump so their plan is to get over back to metropolis's universe and meet up with frank and with madman but joe is mad at dr phlegm so that's some of the drama let's see frank stops the runaway building by smashing its legs and then hamilton with lois and frank Gets to do the big exposition dump where he talks about the science of it's all stuff we pretty much know by now that their body was swapped and there's some sort of energy dispersal, all that stuff. But Ham has built like a suction cup device that pulls Superman's powers out of people, <laughs> so he depowers Steve Buscemi, Mr. Pink, and but he doesn't depower Madman yet because he figured this guy's on the power of good side. Yeah, good. And then, yeah, Superman, Joe, Dr. Flem, and Mott the Hoople, or Mott from Hoople, the alien who has the name of a band as his name. They all succeed with their dimension jump and jump to Metropolis. Everyone reunites, and there's a cute moment where Joe and Lois are saying the exact same thing to Frank and Clark. Frank and Clark? Frank and Clark. Uh, <laughs> but, like, because Joe... Joe and Mad Men are like obviously a couple. They get to embrace, but Clark and Lois just have to like politely shake hands.
0: Oh, because he's um, in Superman mode.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Even though he's Super
0: Madman now. Well, also, wait. Does Madman make out with
1: Joe in Superman's body? Or. They hug and then like he flexes for her and stuff. Oh, and okay, okay. Yeah. Nothing untowards happens. Phlegm and Ham. Sounds like the most disgusting food dish you could ever have. Yeah. Uh, but they immediately get along, just like you would expect fellow mad scientists to do. Flem
0: and ham with a side of... Ham bib- and flim. Ham and flim-, <laughs> flim with a side of bibbo,
1: right? Yeah. Be- <laughs> yeah, and then some Mott's applesauce. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and then with everyone's help, Superman and Madman recreate the experiment and get their minds put into their right bodies and their proper costumes on again. Huzzah! But the powers are still not where they should be, because they're still dispersed. Yeah, it's a very nice two-page spread, very poppy, and they're back in... Madman is now in the Metropolis universe, in the DC universe, and everyone everyone else from his friends are in their universe. And Instead of going immediately back and giving his powers back, he agrees... He talks Superman into teaming up and keeping the powers for a minute so that's why the story continues instead of it just like ending with it being like Superman can do this. Right. You know, as one do, as they do, they immediately start hanging out in a, in a playground waiting for like stuff to happen. And Frank just immediately asks Superman if he believes in God. And then they start to have like a theology discussion. And that's just another moment where I'm like, wow. Like they really just let Mike already do whatever he wanted. I don't remember that yeah they're hanging out in the playground and it's like not a it's an interesting discussion because at the end there are two people who have both been died and resurrected before yeah and superman says like i'm very much not a god i'm very much a man but it's like i don't know it's one of those things where you're like wow this is so this even bringing up having a god discussion is so outside of what i expect from like a comic like this you know yeah
0: a cap the talking about the capital g god as opposed to like the new gods or something you know like yeah
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then they run into, like, an evil, super-powered little girl who's, like, really, I think, the biggest menace in this whole tale. And she beats the absolute snot out of Madman <laughs> and, like, calls him a pervert. <laughs> and is like, you're going to get locked away with all the other perverts. Wow. And Even Superman seems to have a hard time capturing her. They grab her and they drain her and that's when the mom shows up and is they like. They take I'm away sue Superman's you powers.
0: You said they drain her. I just want to clarify. Oh yeah, sorry. They drain her of <laughs>
1: Superman's powers. <laughs> they don't like suck her blood or like Yeah. But there's another weird moment where it's like this evil mom, right? And she's just defending her she's just being like, You guys are grabbing my daughter, but like she's really drawn as the villain who's like yeah. I don't know. It's a there's something very weird about it and I just wanted to point it out then they find a super speed a super speedster using his portion of superman's powers to open a health food restaurant so he's just using his powers for good but they they have to drain him of powers and that's when all the vegetables attack oh uh, yeah and so you know frank frank is like this is really similar to what happened with the uh building this is some weird stuff going on
0: this guy with the the health food restaurant like he really like took advantage of the new situation very quickly because like he did
1: it hasn't even like been a day or anything has it it's like no yeah i mean it's interesting why don't more people when they get superpowers use them in entrepreneurial ways why is it always either fight crime or do crime yeah for just plain old commercial purposes yeah yeah so but that's the end of superman of the amount of superman's powers that are dispersed in the metropolis universe so now they need to jump back to the Snap City to get the rest of Superman's powers. Oh. They jump back, and they're immediately in the middle of a scene between the mutant beatniks being terrorized by Mr. Mixleplik. Yeah. Dun-dun-dun. Part three. Super Madman, or they call me Mr. Mixleplik. And I'm, mis- and I'm Mr. P- mispronouncing that, I know. Because, so part three begins with Mixie disappears immediately before... Lois, oh, sorry, I forgot to mention Lois, Dr. Ham, and Superman all join them, and there's a funny scene where Lois is like, I'm gonna, I'm coming on this adventure, and you can't stop me, and Madman kind of looks over to Dr. Hamilton and is like, if, if Lois is anything like my girlfriend, so it seems to indicate that, like, Frank has very easily figured out that Lois and Superman are dating. They're not doing a great job of hiding the fact that they're a couple in front of these people.
0: <laughs> Again, this could be the thing in the D C universe where it's like everyone else is just being polite. You know that like <laughs> yeah. you don't go around and like point out that like the superpowered being is dating Clark Kent's fiance or whatever, but <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> right. But it's very obvious by the way they interact. I think those those were good moments. Lowe's c-
0: calls Mixie Mix yes, Piddle ick.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I was about to pre- oh, uh, point out Oh, sorry, I stole no, it's your good. thunder yeah. So now we get the correct pronunciation Of Mix Yes Pitalik And I'll say that right one time But but is she saying it right Or is she just saying it the way she says it? <laughs> Who knows, that's a good question But yeah, only Madman sees Mixy But everyone else believes him And explains what, what he is Instead of being like, you're crazy <laughs> Um <laughs> The Beatniks, the mutant Beatniks, this is just a little bit of, like, see what how weird Frank's universe is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny to see, because those mutant Beatniks eventually become the Atomics. But that's a different st- tale, right? But they are nuts. They're, like, ready to kill everybody. And they're like, yeah, Daddy-O, my bongos need new skins. <laughs> like, they want to just murder everybody and skin them. Even S- Superman tries to de-escalate the situation but he, even he's like they don't listen to reason very well <laughs> they're more of like the Roger Corman like crime beatniks <laughs> yeah. like. they have really crazy lines like so like yeah while they're trying to deal with that Dr. Flim just pops out from a manhole cover and is like come with me into the sewer. And everyone does. So it's like funny that the like the two strongest beings in the world end up just running away from these mutant beatniks because they can't handle them, who then chase them down into the sewers and they're like, "Come on, poetry pals. Like <laughs> all kinds of crazy beatnik dialogue. They lose them, and all the heroes pile into one of Flem's rocket cars, and the one they pile into is just like an old classic station wagon oh, yeah. the kind with wood paneling and lois has to sit in the back with all the spare robots i liked that part it's fun details i think that's the kind like drawing instead of drawing like a future car drawing like it's just a converted station wagon and having somebody sit in the back that to me is like the kind of extra comics detail that's the difference between like just an okay superhero comic and a really solid book you know like just paying attention making every detail like charming you know they tell everybody about that it's that it's Mixia Spitalik who is a, who's in charge of the scam, and Doctor Flem absolutely cannot handle the idea of a magical elf. He totally loses it. Even like Doctor Hams, like I know it's insane, but it's real. He's like, no, but an elf. <laughs> <laughs> then um, as they're trying to figure out what to do next, on the TV down in Doctor Flem's lab. They see this like uh, announcement from City Hall about a radical feminist who has Superman level powers, Uh and that's it's definitely one of those like oh this is a weird all red politics going on, and there's like a lot of comments on the page of like don't get suckered by that age of woman malarkey. and like then suddenly like Astro Man's robot girlfriend starts like fighting with Joe about like get your own man or weird stuff like that, and you're just like what the f is going on, and the like it's also funny because like the evil radical feminist. Is drawn like, it's such a like weird stereotypical like feminist way, but is also like, yeah, I know like half of my friends dress like that, <laughs> yeah you know? So I guess I'm on the bad side of Allred's world then, if I'm like <laughs> friends with the evil feminists, right? I don't.
0: Well, let's uh, not ascribe too much to what he's
1: saying. It's I don't know, uh, right? I, d- I, I don't I, defend either, but. Yeah. well I just it struck me because like when I read this originally back in high school I think I treated this as ironic but I don't think it is ironic right okay. I don't know but yeah let's not delve into I don't it. know I just, if it's
0: just using a character trope without thinking about it too much or if it is like being like ah yes this is what I believe you know it's yeah yeah
1: well I feel like it's him easily being like who should have this last amount of power maybe it's some villainous character Hey, I don't think he thinks, like,
0: beatniks are actually evil either, you know, but that's just...
1: <laughs> yeah, but the beatniks thing is a little different than this. Okay. But anyway, yeah, all right, I won't get into Sorry it Sorry to much. derail. No, no, I think it's a good discussion. So then they all kind of split up into couples to go looking for the last bit of power and the evil and the and the feminist. So Astro Man goes off with his robot girlfriend. Ham and Mott go off together. And Superman and Lois go together. And Dr. Gale totally calls it out that everybody's coupling up. And Superman and Lois are like, oh, well, well, you can come with us. We're not a couple. So Gale gets mad and just, like, stomps off on her own. And everyone goes on patrol. And this moment really feels especially, like, Buffy to me. Oh, because yeah. Because they're, like, patrolling in a cemetery and everything. Gale is attacked, and they all rush to find her. And then they're all attacked by a super zombie. Um, yeah,
0: that's a great spread as well where it comes out of the grave
1: yeah it's a giant and it seems like it's just was going to just be a regular zombie but then some superman powers got mixed in and it funk funkified things up mm-hmm. and they really tackle that super quickly because they can and the guy the brother of the zombie who resurrected him is like sorry and that's when the evil feminist shows up uh oh, but she well. seems to have
0: Okay, now I'm maybe more on your side of like seeing what happens. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, and then she she seems to have extra powers. She can poof, and reveals that she's really Mister Mixie S Well,
0: they use a uh, bamf for one of these. I thought that was like a <laughs> nightcrawler yeah, only oh.
1: type. Sound yeah, effect. there there were some. There are some really fun sound effects in here, but bamf is totally nightcrawler. Oh, there's um, another bamf. and Mixie does have a portion of superman's powers i guess that's not good (laughs) (laughs) and to show off he makes himself a super body so he's flexing on everybody with their super body and this is you get this is one of those like wow they just are wrapping things up super quick frank challenges Mixie into a body contest where it's just going to be body against body no magic and Mixie agrees and he says You know, if Frank wins, makes will give all his powers back to Superman and he'll leave this dimension and everything. But if Frank loses, Frank has to spend an hour in a cage with the mutant beatniks. (laughs) Oh, and I wanted to point out there's on this page where they're discussing this, there's just some nice expressions of like, it's funny to see Lois Lane and Superman drawn by Allred and using those like Allred, classic Allred expressions. When Frank makes this challenge, there's in the background... Superman does like a head a face palm on himself. He's like, Ugh! Like you just don't see that kind of that kind of like emotive acting from Superman very often." Yeah. And it's funny. Um Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, and the challenge is Twister. Yeah. So then uh That's very uh, Mag- madman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Madman and uh, Mixie have a Twister contest, and Frank wins because of his secret power. He's double-jointed. Yeah, so (laughs) it's amazing what he was able
0: to do, like, free reign, like you said. And I feel like if the DC editors were really, like, wanting to push it more, it would have been, like, a four-issue thing, where, like, the fourth issue would have been an all-out, like, just battle. like
1: yeah. Thing. yeah clearly there's no fight at the end there's nothing even to fight really <laughs> yeah then they just win a superman gets his power back and it's a nice drawing of like the energy moving from like a soup from their respective logos it's pretty oh, yeah. good drawing i and thought then, you included uh,
0: that image for the part where madman is making it look like he's farting mixed pitalik away <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, Madman's also a really a really mean loo- winner. Yeah, Sorry. like I am He's with an... games. But, right. He's doing the L sign on on Madman. Smell you later,
0: and he pretends to fart, mix you away.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Yeah, and then everyone has a they all have a root beer float to celebrate, and <laughs> they go back to their respective dimensions. The end. Nice.
0: Well, I'm sure you have thoughts since you like actually reread the whole thing but i love that it's not the typical crossover where it's about the heroes meeting and like misunderstanding one to be a villain right. and like fighting and then being on the same side like the yeah. transmogrification and like like body switch aspect of it is just like such a great way to do it to like have each character get a feel for the other character before even really meeting properly
1: yeah, totally. I think it's a much more enjoyable way of doing the meeting misunderstanding than just having them fight. And like, yeah, there's in this collection, they included some art, a little bit of art gallery by Mike Allred that I think in the original issues is just kind of mixed into the back of issues. Yeah, there's one nice one where it's like a character study of the each other's different, co- each other in the different costumes. And you see a big height difference that Superman is like, oh, yeah. A good, like, you know, five inches taller than Frank. And that original design for Superman, he
0: looks more like Kryptonian, like the outfit there in the sketch.
1: Yeah, he does. Yeah. And Did they gave, like, I don't know, the thing of it, it's like um, Superman's body, but it's like Frank's hairstyle. And then Frank's body, but with Superman's, like, uh, hair comb, you know? I have to point
0: out, a friend that worked at the bookstore with me named Sean. He ran the comic section and he would always point out about how Mike Allred draws the same hairstyle on like that, yeah. the, the Allred hair on the guy's like, <laughs> like there's got to be at least one character with that hairstyle in a book that he's doing.
1: But, oh, totally. And it's his real hairstyle. I remember, I forget the name of the short film but he made like a short film where he was the star and you're like, wow, that is madman hair.
0: The... I don't know if for this one the painting in your edition, but mine it says that it was an experiment using Spumco paint by numbers paint.
1: No, it doesn't give me any of that so info. Like that's, that's
0: kinda to explain like its unique look that it
1: has there. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, so that's what I got. Well that's uh, a good one. I feel like it's a good intro if you're if this sounds weird and interesting, it's a good intro to Madman comics. I would
0: also say, if you haven't read much Superman comics, this is a really fun Superman comic, yeah. <laughs> even though he kind of takes a backseat to Madman.
1: man Yeah, I think, though, he really points out some of the fun of Superman's world, you mm-hmm. know, with Mixie and with, like, any weird thing can happen and Superman can just handle it because he's Superman. And I might have know? to give an update. By the time this one drops, the
0: new Superman book that Mike Arnold's doing, it might have started already. It's supposed to start coming out this summer i forget what it's called but i'm i'm for sure gonna pick that up at my comic shop just to read it
1: nice yeah and this this felt like a fun break between superman dying and us going to his funeral next week yeah Uh, yeah
0: we'll we'll get to be somber again next time and yeah he just really was allowed to do i'm sure there was some editorial rain but like 97 like superman has mullet hair at this point in the comics (laughs)
1: But I right, think Michael yeah. Redd was
0: probably like, I'm not going to draw that. You know, like, and so he just has the classic haircut in in this comic. so.
1: Yeah, he very much feels like, even pre-John Byrne era, like Superman. But there is
0: some continuity with, like, Hamilton and, like, um, yeah. Turpin and the SCU and, you know, that he mentions that he had died already and stuff. So.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: So spoilers, he comes back. all right dennis well i guess i should do my plug there's no trivia questions for either of us this time i don't think no no okay i'm on the twitter machine as awesome writer (laughs) and where are you on the internets and computer things
1: uh yeah i'm at dennis comics that's dennis with one n comics with an x d-e-n-i-s-c-o-m-i-x that is my instagram my twitter and my dot com where you can see samples of my monster comics and stuff my patreon is dennis st john and i am on the podcast buffy virgin well
0: come back for the funeral for our friend superman next time everybody <laughs> and don't be a lo- lex loser oh my gosh i forgot what the thing was a lex loser or uh mix piddle
1: yuck how about that Ooh, nice <laughs> I was trying to come up with some sort of pun for morning. Oh, well, we're done.
0: (laughs) Maybe by next time we can figure out that morning pun. (laughs)